0: This is Dispatches from the Frontline, readings from the diary of Sister Nan Ray, who served for four gruelling years on the front line of the battlefields of World War I, read by Geraldine Cook-Daffner.
1: 1917, September 11th. After a sleepless night in the New Quarters, went along to second breakfast at 8.30am. Interviewed by matron Miss Foster. Packed up kit again and made temporary move to number 36 casualty clearing station, quite close by. Attached to Colonel Cook from number 55 as theatre assistant. My first experience of theatre teams. Theatre very well arranged. Doing mostly abdominals. Very tired when I came off duty. Another disturbed night. More butterflies, cluster bombs about. On D, the civilians are leaving Dunkirk. September 12th. Good day's work in theatre, plenty to do. Lunch 2pm, another exciting evening, very clear and starlit. September 13th. Not quite so rushed today. Enjoying teamwork with Colonel Cook. Taking notes. Cloudy night. Some rain, no excitement. Slept well, thanks B. Lots of letters each day. September 14th. This casualty clearing station is alongside a big building, a sanatorium. The place has been deserted owing to air raids, and it is too huge for CCS purposes. A few of the smaller rooms are used, and the theatre is in one fairly large room. The cellars too are useful for cover during raids. Outside around about are Nissen huts and tents. This is the only big building between here and Dunkirk. It is built among the sand dunes and is right on the seacoast. A most lovely situation. Of course, it is a wonderful landmark for Fritz Plains. September 15th. Just a little further back, nestling all among the dunes, number no. 34 Casualty Clearing Station has pitched its camp. Mostly nissen huts and hospital marquees. It is a bit mixed because part of it, segregated, is infectious. There is also a section for sick officers. The surgical part deals only with self-inflicted wounds, so that virtually every surgical patient is under arrest. Of course, no one mentions it. It makes no difference to us from a nursing standpoint, but there it is. One of the tragedies of warfare. September 16th, quite a busy day. Took two cases for Major McLean, Canadian surgeon, in PM. Worked till very late. Incident of bathroom. Was locked in. Quiet night. September 17th, left number 36 and returned to number 34 to take charge of theatre there. Six sisters in this unit. Robson also joined us from number 36. Worked at unpacking theatre furniture and equipment and arranging temporary theatre. No butterflies, but heavy near-bombardment. September 18th. Another morning arranging theatre. Wrenched my left foot on uneven duckboards. Had rather a bad day, unable to walk at all. Feeling a bit blue. No sleep. Foot very painful. September 19th, foot still painful, quite unable to walk. Obliged to spend day in sister's quarters, so made curtains for the mess and mended theatre gloves. Everyone exceedingly kind. Better night. I am the only Australian in these parts. Captain McLean represents Canada. September 20th, foot still swollen and painful, but wore Jager boots and limped to theatre with help. Had one op standing on one foot. "'Spent remainder of day on couch in mess. "'Visited by the officer in command who says I must rest more. "'Sewed at curtains. "'They are fairly underway. "'Happily, the theatre is quiet. "'September 21st. "'A quiet day. "'Only one op. "'Able to rest foot, which is still very weak. "'More sewing. "'Fritz over at night. "'Not at all nice.' September 28th, spring cleaned theatre furniture. Relieved in officer's ward during afternoon. Fritz arrived soon after dark and stayed till early a.m. Spent more time with Garner in isolation camp, as she's there alone on night duty. Rather terrifying experience. Air seemed to be bristling with shrapnel and fragments. They got the labour camp, which is only quarter of a mile from here. SOS for stretcher bearers. Killed some horses too. September 29th, two small ops, officers division 5 to 8pm, Fritz came 10pm. Very terrible night. They got Bray Dune's camp. No sleep. Spent two hours with Ghana, most of the time on the ground. September 30th, quiet morning. Painted some theatre trolleys, off duty 2 to 5. Climbed to top of a sand dune and wrote... And then lay in the sunshine. It is a lovely spot. Such glorious views of the calm blue seas, golden billowy sand, blue skies, and sunshine everywhere. Feel very weary. Fritz over early and until 4am. Slept on floors wearing tin hat over my face. Our huts are only partly sandbagged, so I'm asleep on floor, OC says. Camp beds, too high. October 1st. Quiet day. Did more trolley painting and sewing. Two to five in officers division. Wrote letters. Glorious night. Fritz, 10pm. Very violent and terrible. Got another camp. New anti-aircraft guns. Pandemonium. Piece of shrapnel fell against our hut door. October 2nd. More paint work, two ops. For Captain Mawson, afternoon moi, mending and washing. Officers' division five to eight worked at making screen cover. Fritz arrived soon after nine p.m. Rather awful till midnight. Then clouds, blessed rain, and peace. October third, half day off duty. Went to Dunkirk with Lehman and Woodhouse. Had special passes to shop for mess. Saw some of the effects of naval hit-and-run attack a few nights ago. Also raids. Great deal of damage to houses and shops. Not a window in the town. Shattered glass lying everywhere. Large notices in red posted where there are cellars: Refuge en cas d'alerte. Refuge in case of alarm. Interesting drive there and back. Dispatch rides going all out. Night of rain and wind and peace. October 4th. A wild, windy, wet day, so no wings anywhere about. A glorious feeling of peace and security this dark night. October 5th. Still wild and growing much colder. Three ops in a.m., officers' division, p.m., dark, quiet night. October 7th. Wild, wet day and wilder night, very cold. Sunday afternoon tea party. Medical officers to tea. October 10th, three ops in a.m., went for a walk along Plage after luncheon. Very cold. Officers division in p.m. October 11th, emergency at 9.45 a.m. Bad SIW, self-inflicted wound on knee. We'll lose his leg, poor lad. Later, walk to lovely Bray Dunes. October 14th, a glorious clear day. Raid scares continually. Fritz over at night. Dunkirk hit again. Bombs. October 15th, three ops have installed new heating arrangements for theatre table. Fritz hovering about all day. Nosecap, shell, in isolation division at night. Close shave for Ghana. October 16th, fine day. Fritz over a.m. and again at night, but not for long, early to bed. October 17th, Fritz over three times during a.m. Too much ammunition about for our peace of mind. Nosecap fell quite close to theatre hut, quite cloudy night. Very good concert by Royal Flying Corps. October 18th. Op's in a.m., luncheon 2 p.m., off 2 to 5. Made costume for an officer youth who is taking part in tonight's concert. Op at 5 p.m., officers division at 8 p.m. When Fritz came over, we were showered with fragments. 8.30 p.m., most excellent concert in one of our huts given by Royal Lancashire Fusiliers. Sudden attack on Dunkirk at midnight. Bombs or shells. October 20th, busy morning in theatre. Early tea and went to Dunkirk to see Beoff. off. Had to go down because the racket was too much for her. Back just ten minutes before raid started. Fritz busy till 10pm. Stray bomb or shell at 1am that made us sit up and take notice. October 21st, very cold, frosty am. Trouble with oil stoves. Had a good walk after luncheon. Visitors to mess. October 24th, cold, wet and windy. Very violent gales all day. Had recital by Captain Somerville. No ops. Concert number 36 at 5.30pm by Flying Squadron. Concert here at 8pm given by 15th Lancashire Fusiliers. This is a wonderful area for concerts. Each division in rest has its concert party. And they all offer to entertain us. October 25th. The 15th Lancashire Fusiliers, left for the front again. Cameron Highlanders arrived to rest. Wild cold day, clear evening. Fritz again, Dunkirk and Mallow. 36 killed in cellar by bombs that crashed through. Barrage very heavy. Naval guns join in. October 26, fine cold day and quiet till midnight, then Fritz till 2am. Heavy guns. October 27th, cold and frosty, glorious day. Off two to five, so walked to Bray Dunes by main road and past the aerodrome. Very interesting. Lovely night. So surprised that there was no raid. Thunder of distant guns and flashes of light always. October 28th, white frost, glorious day. Walked, visited canteen and did mess shopping. Bed early and wrote letters. Fritz, 10 p.m. Very heavy barrage. Shells and more nose caps seem to be everywhere around us. October 29th, Very cold. Ops in a.m. Had walk in dunes and met Royal Scots pipers. Their music sounds well here. Slightly clouded night. Seven till eleven thirty. Fritz about. Spent some time in our new dugout. Barrage very strong. October 30th, quiet day. Fritz observing. Lovely, clouded, quiet night. But sudden awaking at 4am. Bombs and guns. This area is wonderfully supplied with searchlights. And it is splendid to see a dozen or more sweeping the sky in search of the bomber. When one rests for a moment, the others rush to it. And perhaps they find their prey and seem to hold him in their focused shafts. And then, we can see the tiny, shining, moth-like thing against which all the science of war in that area is, for the time, tanned. One thinks of the two brave and lonely men up there. Our enemies.
0: Thank you for listening to Dispatches from the Frontline. This project was directed by Naomi Edwards, read by Geraldine Cook defner original music and sound design by Zoltan Fecho, with producing support from Tristan Meacham and voice editing by Alex Daphna. The creative team gratefully acknowledges the support of the Victorian Government through the Community Support Fund and Public Record Office Victoria. And Creative Victoria with Regional Arts Victoria through the Sustaining Creative Workers Initiative, supported by all the Queen's Men. We would like to thank the Selman family and, in particular, Meg Selman for allowing us to use Nan Ray's diary.